Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, June 28th, and we have a high of 23 degrees here in the Edmonton area today. Area today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I was actually just two seconds away from asking you, can you do my part? Because I just sneezed right before the show, and I'm just like completely congested. I'm not the right person. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you uh, to everyone that's joining us live, live on the Podbean app. Um, we, yes, we do broadcast live every morning, Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. All you got to do is just download that app and uh, subscribe to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. And you get to listen live with all these other amazing real estate investors every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you can join in on the chat. There's a huge conversation here every morning. People have asking questions and having conversations and stuff, but uh, you know what? We're not answering questions in the chat anymore. <laughs> got a call. Got, you got to call in. got to click yeah. that call in button. Quit hiding behind the text, okay? Quit hiding behind your insecurities. <clears throat> but I get it, though. Everybody's got a morning voice, and uh, mine today is extremely congested. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just going to mute myself. And I'm all clear. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes, thank you again for joining us, everyone. And you know what? We've got a special guest this morning. Donna McGuire is up early. <laughs> Donna McGuire is here and she's up early. So, you know, I think uh, congratulations are in order. <laughs> Donna, Donna loves the show, so she says. Uh, but uh, but never makes it live. Big, big day big indeed. Day. Uh, hey, Gab, my... Um, Whenever you're, um, we, our cups are always dead at the same time. Is that what you're saying? Gabby and I have ember cups. These are the these the fancy, super fancy, you know, um, coffee cups that that have batteries in them that stay heated. And um, mine's uh, got a red light on it, so that means that it's uh, low battery. Yeah. Did you unplug the charger last night or yesterday at some point? No. Maybe Everly did. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Neither of the cups were charging. So we're both sitting here with like peasant cups. <laughs> You know, regular old cups, regular our, people cups, where tea and coffee are going to go cold in 10 minutes. We talk all about like fulfillment and, and living your best life. And this is, this is our best life. And, um, I, the second you take away my heated cup, it's like, I'm on edge. Yeah. Oh, I drank so much cold tea while we were camping. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because now I just enjoy it and I drink it slowly and, and yeah, you can't do that with a normal cup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Ember company used to send us some of that big sponsorship money because we love the Ember cups. We've got two coffee cups for Ember. We've got travel mug, uh, Ember cup, like, yeah. um, highly recommend it. If you want, if, if you're the type of person that likes to enjoy their coffee over like an hour span, just kind of <laughs> sipping on it, nice warm coffee. Or if you're a mom and there's no such thing as hot coffee. Facts. 
I'm not a mom, but I can I can I can relate because I married one. <clears throat> you well. Okay. Um Garrett has a new real estate goal. Be able to buy non peasant heated cups. Yep. Good goal. Right? Yeah. Add that to the vision board. Hundred percent. It's uh yeah, I mean you can you can um you can control it. Uh with an app on your phone, determine exactly what temperature you want to hold it at. And it stays charged for four hours. I feel like I'm reading a commercial. Mm-hmm. Live in large, says Ryan. Yeah, you betcha. Can I use that charger? You may. I got a charger right here. It's like a little, uh, it's a little, um, what do you call that thing? Like a, like a tea holder, a cup holder? Pod. A pod. Yeah, you put the cup on top and it <laughs> it's charges. It's like a saucer. It. Saucer. That's what it's called. <laughs> How's the audio today, everyone? I tried to do some adjustments yesterday, um, trying to figure out a good way to, for some reason, we just can't seem to get this audio um, leveled on this uh, live app. Now, if we were to do this on, as a pre-recorded podcast, no problem, no problem. I could, I could have this perfectly, I, I could watch the, um, um, the audio levels and I know exactly, I'd have it all figured out. But when you do it on a live app, it's like. Ugh. Just got to roll with it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says crisp and clear. Wow. Kathleen says sounds good to me. I don't think it sounds crisp and clear. Like I'm heavily congested this morning. Leo like, says the audio is good. I'm drowning. We're good. In congestion. Okay. Why don't you tell everybody just one more time how much congestion you have? <laughs> <laughs> I think they want to hear it. <laughs> it's almost like I'm leading into my next commercial. Yeah. <laughs> you feeling congested? <laughs> Okay, so uh, hey, upcoming events, Gab. Tell there me. are none. Oh, okay, I was like, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. No upcoming events because guess what? This Friday is a is a holiday, so there's gonna be no Friday live training this weekend. Also, as well, there's gonna be no uh, morning show. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're pulling up uh, audio. No. <laughs> oh. Okay. No. Okay. No. So there's no morning show. <laughs> On Friday. I knew it. You just weren't on it. Took you a while. Yeah, I didn't have it up. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we don't do it on holidays. And and you guys should enjoy yourself. Sleep in a little bit. Yeah, go partake. Or don't sleep in. Still get up and have your morning routine. But um, yeah, hopefully you guys have plans for some fun Canada Day festivities. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Patrick's definitely, definitely going to be getting up. Patrick's up at 4.30 in the morning. He's got to take his picture of his watch. Yeah. I think he works out, a- too. Accountability. I think he works out, too. I don't yeah. think he just wakes up to take a picture of his watch. <laughs> but he's you not here the, this morning. You post the picture, and you, there's a bit of accountability there. Mm-hmm. If he missed a day, we'd be like, "Where? where's the watch? Yeah. What's going I'd on? Be, I'd be sending the police to his house. <laughs> um. Yeah, so no, no, um, no Friday live training this Friday, and uh, we don't have any other upcoming like meetups or workshops or courses or anything. Um, you better change that. Well, yeah, we have to schedule in our next workshop. I'm just confirming dates and also potentially um, guest hosts and guest speakers and such. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know I was planning a conference. <laughs> guest hosts, guest speakers. <laughs> Uh, we've also got other plans and stuff for August. Um, July is going to be pretty busy. July's um, 
July is Gabby's birthday. It's our anniversary. We've got a bunch of different stuff plans and, and God dang it. Everybody's so freaking busy in July anyways, that I feel like July is almost like a write-off. So we'll try and squeeze something into July, but truthfully, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on in August and September. There are a lot of great ideas in my head, things that I want to do. But if I did, we would literally be seeing you and meeting up with you three times a week, <laughs> which, you know, um, sounds fun. Well, we got to keep a little bit of space. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, as I say. <laughs> so August. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see you in August. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in August. We will, well, we want to do another bus tour. Like uh, we got amazing response from the bus tour la last month last so month. much fun oh my goodness yeah and it went really good it was actually like there was no issues other than um a bus falling apart what 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 are you talking about you you know that like bus b was falling apart right no <laughs> you didn't hear about like i don't know what part it was they were driving down the highway and like a huge chunk fell off <laughs> what uh, someone said it was like a compressor or something or other yeah it was like this big <laughs> they were driving and then all they heard like a loud noise like, <laughs> and, was like <laughs> and then they looked behind the bus and there's like did the bus stop no she just kept on rolling <laughs> she was funny <laughs> and so I, yeah i mean i'm, I'm hearing this second hand because i wasn't on that bus um and I heard it secondhand that like, hey, when, you know, like um, something fell off the bottom of the bus. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And like, we went and talked to her and she's, she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? She goes, yeah, she was just like totally okay with it. And I'm like, that for someone to react like that, that something falling off the bottom of the bus and not knowing what it was. Can only, you can only assume that this is not the first time this has happened. Well, she's also on a schedule. I mean, bus is still running, right? Let's keep going. I said, as long as it's not the brake pads. <laughs> um, yeah. We, it, it, no, I didn't hear about that. And then I never told you. No. We were so busy that day. Yeah. Um, and then and then I ended up swapping onto that bus right after that. I'm like, <laughs> well, I better stay on that bus to make sure that I keep this lady in check. But it was everything was fine. Good. It was something, I don't know what it was. She didn't know what it was, but, but I, I, I assure you our next bus tour is going to be safe, safe and, and you can, <laughs> it was a funny story. That's awesome. Uh, um, it, yeah, it went off uh, really, really, really good. It did. It went off so well that as we were leaving at the end of the day, we were like, nothing went wrong, that everything ran so smoothly besides the like parade going down the street in Leduc and we couldn't get to our floor. Flint. But um yeah, it was like how like it was incredible that just like everything just went as planned and everything it was such a fun day. And we were talking about it as we were heading out of the parking lot. And then it's like got onto the Anthony Henday. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, you jinxed it. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, and Wayne was even like, knock on wood, like something bad is about to happen. Like drive slowly, watch for kids in the parking lot, like don't hit somebody on our way out. And I was like, we just laughed about it. And then yeah, we hit the Anthony Henday and it's like I was driving and all of a sudden it's like dunk dunk dunk. And I instantly like hit the brakes and off to the side of the road. I was in the the lane beside the 
side of the road and uh yeah total flat like brand new tire we just bought like six days yeah the week before we got all brand new tires and there's a huge nail uh that we must have driven over i don't know how that thing got in the tire in the first place like perfect angle you drove around the city all day but yeah (laughs) i know but like for it to get the angle to get in there like pick it up off the road it was pretty impressive i don't even know what it was i don't i should have asked him uh yeah so we got a major flat called an uber called a tow truck (laughs) went home had the car towed to to shop and that was the end of the day otherwise it was a great day it was and and the thing that i loved about it is that it just like wasn't a big deal we just like pulled over called the uber called the tow truck got in the uber and went home yeah that was a fun day (laughs) yeah it's um I think we might have even talked about this the day after. We did, yeah. Um, you can have the the charger if you want for the top. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think we even talked about it after, like the day after, about like how how far we've come in like rapid decision making. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be put in a stressful situation like that on the side of the highway when you got a kid, it's been a long day. We've been at it since you know we think we left seven o'clock in the morning, and this is eight thirty at night. It was a long day of like organizing 75 people and two buses and all the houses and everything else and and doing, we doing presentations at each house and organizing the food. And, um, I did a treasure hunt for the kids. It was like, it was a, it was a pretty intense day. And then just to be able to just like, you know, it happens, pull over the side of the road, deep breath. Okay. Call this person, call this person, call this person. Okay. Yeah. We did it. Got in an Uber, went home. Yeah. It was like no big deal. So it's, <clears throat> and you know you think about like how somebody else would have handled the situation like that you know well i think that those types of situations um ruin people's days mm-hmm. you know you get a flat and your day is ruined you know when people hang on to that kind of stuff yeah and it's like oh how was your you know on monday morning how was your weekend oh i got a flat tire and uh, everything keeps happening to me and why me it's like yeah. you know what i mean like th- those types of things for the wrong mindset are damaging and yeah just be like yeah whatever it was a 50 dollar uber <laughs> and a whether well, it was a 500 dollar tire but or something like that uh 200 and something oh really yeah who gives a shit yeah <laughs> right cost of doing business yeah life is a business yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so bus tour you got you should be really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking September. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's that's what we were thinking as well. Um, I think September is probably the latest we could go. We could also do October, but once snow it's starts cold. falling, it's cold. And it's like... Can't have people hanging out outside. And yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. So uh, Cody in the comments said, please don't do it the first or second week of August because Calvin uh, Realty has their golf tournaments on the mm-hmm. second Saturday. And that's uh, August 6th. Yeah. And we're going to be there as well. Yeah, so there's, um, yeah, the first weekend is a long weekend, so we try to avoid that. And, um, and yeah, the second weekend is the golf tournament, so Wayne will be there sponsor- sponsoring a hole. Uh, I'll be dancing my ass off at Folkfest. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be so nice that I don't even get to golf. I have to sit on a, on a hole all day in the sun drinking. Oh, darn. <laughs> I really think anybody who's been to one of our cabin retreats, um, I really think that Wayne's, um, the golf hole that he's sponsoring, I was about to say Wayne's hole. 
the the <laughs> the holiday sponsoring that we're sponsoring, I really think that Wayne should be giving out tequila boom boom shots. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but do I seriously strike you as a tequila boom no. boom type of person? But I just think it's funny that um, it's like it's Calvin's thing to bring up the tequila boom boom shot at our cabin retreats. So I don't want to steal this thing. <laughs> I, I think st- he'd love it. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's got to be a themed. <laughs> it's going to be a themed hole. <laughs> <clears throat> Stop by my themed hole. Uh, it's got to be themed. So we're going to come up with something challenging to do. I think that that's going to be the thing about that golf tournament. If you guys haven't signed up, please reach out to Calvin Realty and sign up. It's going to mm-hmm. be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 themed holes. <clears throat> um uh with sponsors at each one uh, and it's like best shot it's not like a full round of yeah i yeah i'm not a big golfer but it's something something yeah or <laughs> fun for everyone yeah um don't need to be a, a golfer to have fun uh yeah so each hole they're gonna be you know there'll be sponsorships and there'll be like little challenges and things like that so i need to come up with something to do at my hole <laughs> so immature i'm just talking yeah <laughs> No, I'm saying I am. Oh. <clears throat> Can't so Get it together. Yeah. Uh, but mine's going to be, mine's going to be, <laughs> I can't talk. Mine's going to be challenging. <laughs> mine's going to be super challenging because uh, we're giving away a big prize at our mm-hmm. hole. <laughs> we need to stop. Is there another word? I don't know. Is there another word? <laughs> no. Big prize. <laughs> big prize. There's going to be a big prize at our at our stop. Um, we're actually going to be, going to be giving away uh, a one-year membership into our master's mentorship program. Wow. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I, I don't know if, um, I haven't announced this yet, but that's what we figured out we're going to do. And so Calvin said, you know, can you, can you give something away at your hole? And uh, <laughs> I can't get through this. Yeah. <clears throat> This is actually a really huge fucking prize. It's it a $10,000 fucking $10, prize. $10,000 prize. Yeah, it's 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 pretty big. The prize. Not the whole. It's a pretty big prize. And uh, I got to make people, uh, it's going to be a big challenge. So as every, as every group comes by, fuck me. <laughs> Can we please change this? As everyone can, like it's 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 gonna be some sort of a challenge, like a longest drive or a closest to the pin or something like that. Or a, um, we'll come up with something um, creative. But the winner's gonna get uh, yeah a free ten thousand um, dollar master's mentorship uh, mm-hmm. um, for a year. You should um, bring one of your uh, mentees to man the hole with you. One of our mat. <laughs> R.I. Masters Mentees. To, what? That that was I fine. Just, to I man the hole like with I, you. <clears throat> to man, or yeah. woman the hole with you. Okay. Okay. Back it up. We got to come back tomorrow with a... F- with, with just Fresh verbiage. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely ruined this amazing experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's August 6th. That is an upcoming event. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, a little over a month away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited for that. Um, sitting around, my feet up, mm-hmm. drinking all day and and telling people to do something crazy. You got to come up with something good. It's got to be challenging though. Yeah. If you guys have any ideas, post them in the comments. 
Um, so that's August 6th. And then uh, we're going to be doing a workshop as well. We got to do one of our next workshop. I'm trying to, fit, we're just finalizing the details of our next workshop. It's probably going to have something to do with buying your first rental property. I think that it would be a really good idea to have a full day workshop on buying your first rental property. That's, um, that's a, that's a pretty common thing right now that people are struggling with. Yeah, they got all the information and they uh, are paralyzed. Yeah. Um, so what, I, what my plan is, and this isn't, this isn't firmed up. So, so don't, if it's not, if it's not this next workshop, it's going to be the workshop after, <clears throat> but, uh, we're going to have mortgage brokers, lawyers, realtors, um, property managers, all there for the workshop to kind of walk through the different buy, steps, yeah. the different steps and home inspector, uh, buying your first uh, rental property and everything you need to know. Um, from like literally from going and getting your pre-approval to going and setting up your search with your realtor to going and putting in an offer to calling up the home inspector, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? To calling up the mortgage broker again, to, to confirm the financing, to getting to the lawyer and to, you know, the realtor giving you the keys, the whole process, Yeah, um, a full day workshop on that. That's what I want to do because I feel like it's not until you do your first deal that you realize how freaking simple it is. Yeah. But it's that fear of unknown. It's the fear of, um, you know, the again, the boogie monster under the bed, right? Yeah. Um, people will just sit there and they will... Boogie man? Or woman. Well, boogie... It's not boogie monster. It's boogie man. What did I say? Boogie monster. Hmm. <laughs> the monster under your bed or the boogie man. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Maybe we call it something different in Ontario. <laughs> But that's, uh, I got something like that planned for August. So now you can understand how like weekends, they, they kind of, they fill up very quickly. Yeah. I'd like to do a live poll right now. Okay. So in the chat has nothing to do with real estate. Nothing. What? I just need us to settle uh, a personal, personal thing over here. So, you know, you're like pushing someone on the swing and it's all fun. And are you kidding me right now? <laughs> we're, we're taking up like precious, yeah. Yeah, precious time to cover this. <laughs> Is it called when you like push them and like go under and they go flying? Is it called an under duck, an under duck or an under dog? Got a lot of under ducks coming in here. Oh, for goodness. <laughs> oh, Brett with the underdog. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> okay. I feel satisfied that I've made my point. We can continue. Underdog. Um, apparently, there's some uh, Ontario. Wait, Wayne thinks it's an Ontario thing. Where's, where's Brett from? That's my next question. Yeah, Brett, where now, are you from? <laughs> that's... Yes, it's Donna. And this is what I explained to Wayne is that you duck under the swing. And I can't remember his reasoning. He studied at Nipissing University. Where's Nipissing University? Is that Ontario? Brett, where are you from? Where are you from, Brett? Ontario. There you go. <laughs> it's an Ontario thing. Yeah. Kristen says you don't dog under the swing. <laughs> Why do you guys got to be so literal? <laughs> it's, so it must be an Ontario thing. Cool. Thanks, guys. I feel <laughs> underdogs, good. underdogs and bag milk. Egg milk, yeah. Okay, so what are we up to today, Wayne? I don't know. Just killed 24 minutes just talking about nothing. Yeah. It's damn near a Seinfeld show. 
Uh, today, <clears throat> you and I, we're going to be heading over to uh, meeting up with Calvin and our joint venture partners and our contractor. our contractors um, to go and review, not review, we're going to do a walkthrough of our two new properties we're getting um, in the next two weeks. I believe we're getting one. Fourth and 11th. What? July the- 4th and July 11th. We haven't signed financing documents and we get the keys on Monday? Tomorrow we're signing. Tomorrow we're signing. Yep. So we get on Monday? I guess so, yeah. Gold Was that gold bar on Monday? Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> and then the following Monday, we get the next one? Nice. Two Mondays in a row. And then what's going on, on the 7th? Uh, Loyola is sold. Only sold one. Okay. Yeah. Getting it all together now. <laughs> um, so we're, we're getting new properties on the 4th and the 11th. So today we're going to walk through them. Um, we're going to walk through with the contractors, joint venture partners, and also uh, with Gabby, because uh, it doesn't matter what decision I make, Gabby is always going to be to it. Yeah. Uh, la- was that last week you did a tour of all the properties? <laughs> yes. And he's calling me in between them and telling me like all the decisions that they made. And I'm like, no, no, what? No, we need to know this, that, no, what? Why the fuck am I even going? <laughs> yeah. Wayne, Wayne lost his cool a little bit. He's like, you're not here. I'm out here making decisions. <laughs> you're not here. <laughs> you can't just come you in here. There, and, yeah. You weren't there. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, he was like, are you coming on Tuesday to the new properties? And I'm like, I can't. I need to get taxes done. Like, we've been talking about taxes forever. And, like, this was supposed to be the week that, like, taxes were going to get done. And so I'm like, I can't. And he's like, okay. And he's like, no, wait. You are coming. You have to come. Because I'm not going to make all these decisions and then have you shit all over them. <laughs> okay. I don't sound like that. Yeah, you pretty much sounded like that. But I'm coming. I know I'm a little congested this morning, but I'm not that congested. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to go make some big decisions. <laughs> These are going to be two pretty fun properties. They're a little different. They are. They're bigger, bigger <clears throat> kind of renovations, um, like more fun to be had more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not just your a more creativity. Yeah, a little more creativity. Thank you. But it's about as much as I want. I don't want too much creativity. Yeah. Then you got to hire designers. Then you got to like make all this. I I like it just simple. Simple. Yeah. We have the the stuff that we put in and use and the people that we call and that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We got a caller and I'm fairly certain certain, uh, that he does uh, actually want to call in. Uh, Let's see how bad the echo is though. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me okay? We can, yeah, pretty good. Good quality right there, yeah. How's it going, Brett? AirPods, too. It's going awesome. Just got off work. What do you do? Yeah. Uh, I'm a mechanic. What do you not want to do? Mechanic. (laughs) (laughs) Night shift mechanic, yeah. Yeah. Whereabouts? uh, In in Edmonton, are you... Are you in Edmonton or Wayne Paws, our volume, your and my volume has gone very low. Two people have said. Oh, okay. Anything you can well, do. We'll pull up a little bit closer. How about now? Now it's normal. Okay, okay. we're going to pull up our mics nice and close. Okay, yeah. I'm, Good. I'm, okay. I'm, my, my mouth is right on the mic. Um, you're in Edmonton, right? Are you working in Edmonton on night shift no. or out of town? 
No, I've been commuting to Fort McMurray for years. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> Super fun. So what's up? Um, yeah, yesterday I, I was just telling Wayne, uh, you'll probably see that message. I had a question yesterday about branding. Um, but then once I heard everyone had already taken that course, I didn't want to ask the question. Um, <laughs> uh, so today, uh, it was about seller financing. I've been hearing a lot about it. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, I was wondering if you can just sort of walk through maybe just like a typical or a more common deal um, and maybe some some of the best strategies of how to find um, these type of sellers. Oh, you came to the right place. <laughs> also, also to add on that a little bit, because I, I was talking to someone else today sort of about him and we weren't, he was kind of mentioning that you, you're building equity in a sense, but I didn't quite understand how it sounded more like you were building, um, appreciation rather than building equity in the house, I guess. I'm not 100% sure what you both were talking about specifically, but. So, for example, like the person doing the seller financing is the one that's still paying down the mortgage and get and and building more equity. Yeah. And you as the, you know, coming in and and doing the seller financing, you. I, I didn't understand how I was paying down equity at the same time. Like, because okay. I'm not the one with the mortgage in a sense. I'm just collecting rents, I would assume, or and paying this person who has the mortgage. Yeah. So that's why I, I was confused and I was just looking for more clarification. Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll just settle one thing first that is that seller financing is, is a broad term. Um, seller financing could refer to a few different strategies. Um, could be a vendor take back mortgage that could be uh, like a lease option rent to own that could also be uh, an agreement for sale and and for the most part investors are mostly in our area at least are, are looking for agreement for sales um, it's a it's a more advanced uh, strategy that I would probably recommend that you have a little bit of experience in real estate investing first before you hop into it because uh, the same fundamentals of real estate investing still apply. It's just the financing is different um, and more advanced. Now, I'm just going to throw out there as well that um, the only people you should be taking a course from on this is, uh, is Barry and Donna McGuire. And they're out of Edmonton as well. And they actually have a course on this in, in September, September 24th. Uh, it's an in-person uh, one-day uh, workshop on agreement for sales. In Edmonton. Um, in Edmonton, September 24th. So I'd highly recommend either yourself or anyone else that's interested in learning about this, take their course because that's that's the course that I took years ago. Um, I, I, I was stuck. I was stuck and like I couldn't find any more joint venture partners. I ran out of money and... And I had no other options. And then I took that course. And then that's that's literally what catapulted us. And we we basically revolved our whole business around that strategy and the other strategies that they teach. And that's that's basically how we got here today. Um, so that's why I happened to I said when you when you when you came to the right place this morning, I mean I mean it. Like that's that's my that's my that's my jam. I still use that stuff. I actually started a business kind of utilizing those strategies more or less. Um, 
um, you know, doing agreement for sales and rent owns and that type of stuff stuff. So I do this stuff on the regular and I, I have a very good understanding of it, but I'm going to try and give you a very quick understanding of it today, but I don't want to dive too far into the details because the best way to learn is to take a course. Um, I can't give you an eight hour course, uh, in the next 28 minutes. Um, so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on agreement for sales here today. Um, so you have a good understanding of it. And if it's something that you're interested in learning more about, then, then definitely take the course. So what an agreement for sale is, it's, it is a seller financing strategy where the seller will become your bank. Okay. And, and I heard that there was a bit of a snag there with, you know, how am I building equity if they're building equity? So what I like to do is I try and visual, I like to try and visualize it, which is very hard to do on a, on an audio. Yeah. Podcast. Without video. <laughs> so what I want you to do is I want you to imagine, um, a piece of paper and that is the seller's mortgage. Okay. The seller has a mortgage. They bought a property for $300,000. They have a $270,000 mortgage on it. Okay. That means that they have $30,000 in equity, right? And they owe 270,000 to the bank. Now what you're going to come in is you're going to come in and, 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 and they're going to give you almost like a mortgage as well. Now the seller is going to give you a mortgage to buy the property and you're going to be buying that house for $300,000, right? And then there's the $30,000 worth of equity. So let's say you put $30,000 down on that house. Then the mortgage that the seller is going to be giving you should have the exact same terms that they have on their mortgage. So you're going to get a $270,000 mortgage from the seller at 3% interest with $1,500 payments, right? And for every month that you make a payment to the seller with your $1,500 payment, you're going to watch your mortgage go down, right? Because a portion of that's going to go to the principal and that $270,000 mortgage is going to go down at an incremental rate. But when you pay the $1,500 to the seller, the seller's taking that $1,500 and they're paying their mortgage down. Okay. So they're paying that $1,500 to their mortgage, which, had, which has the identical terms on their mortgage paperwork. So what you'll watch is these two pieces of paper with these balances of $270,000, they're going down at the exact same rate. You follow along? Yeah. So at the end of your agreement for sale, so let's say this agreement for sale um, or the seller finance and the seller is giving you is for five years. At the end of the five years, let's say you owe $220,000 left on your mortgage with the seller. Well, the seller also has a mortgage where they owe $220,000 to the bank, meaning the amount that you owe the seller is equal to the amount that they owe the bank. Now that $50,000 in mortgage paid on, that equity that you built over the last five years, that's yours. Because all that you have left owing to the seller at that particular time is $220,000. So at that time, you would close it out where you would go and get your own mortgage for two hundred and twenty, dollars because that's what you owe the seller. And then when you finalize that transaction where you go get your own mortgage and pay out um, the, the seller, the seller's taking those funds, paying out their underlying mortgage, and the, and the transaction is complete. So, you know, during that five-year, that, that five-year period, you know, you didn't have to carry a mortgage. There was this almost like this invisible mortgage between you and the seller that agreed that you were going to buy this house in five years. However, 
during the next five years, I'm going to make payments to you, which is going to pay down my invisible mortgage. That's yeah, the first time I've I, actually explained it that way. And I think, I think the visualization kind of helps a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. And if I can just add um, on the point of, of not really being able to understand how you get the equity is that like you have purchased the house and the seller is giving you the financing instead of the bank. So when you purchase a house from the bank and you're paying down the mortgage, the bank isn't getting the, the equity you are. Yeah. It's the same thing. You've purchased the house from the seller. They're just being your bank. So you, it's, it's the exact same thing. You still get that equity pay down if yeah. that helps to kind of uh, just put it in super simple terms. Yeah. Is that you've still purchased the property. They're just being your bank instead of the traditional bank. Yeah. Your well, equity. Yeah. When, yeah. I th when I think about like the definition of what an agreement for sale is, is it, the easiest way that I, that I understood it early on was that you are agreeing to buy this house. But you're saying, hey, man, like, I'll buy this house, but I'm not going to give you all of your money for another five years. And so it's almost like a delayed title transfer. You have a purchase agreement that says that you bought this house, except the closing date is five years from now. In the meantime, you're going to take possession of this property. You're going to make the payments to the seller. You are 100% responsible and liable for this property right? They've given you possession of this property. And then anything that happens with this property is your responsibility. Now, also, at the same time, all the benefits of mortgage pay down, all the benefits of appreciation, so that the value of the property goes up and any cash flow is all yours. So the seller just gets to walk away, essentially. Yeah. So we, we might be going down a completely different rabbit hole or bigger rabbit hole. But so <laughs> when that five year term is up and now I have to go either sell it or go to the bank and get another mortgage. I'm assuming I would need to put down an additional, if it's going to be a rental 20% on top of everything that I've already put into the house to get the insured mortgage or yes, the no. conventional mortgage. And this is, this is where it gets complicated. So now you need to, then I need to take the course. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, you know, we're getting into, we're getting into the details of it because, uh, and, and I don't want to overcomplicate it because I know that you're newer to real estate as well. So I'm getting into it like advanced, you know, financing now too. Um, but generally speaking, uh, yes, you would be, you, you are, you are finishing a purchase. And if you go to, yeah, you would a need a 20% of the remaining balance. Yeah. So if you owe 220,000, you would need to come up with $44,000. Now there are lenders that will uh, take into account that the equity that you already accumulated, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today. But there, there are other ways, but it's just a little more advanced and it's and it yeah. really comes down to uh, a few other factors. But um, yeah, it's definitely a really cool strategy uh, to get started. Um, but it's not like something I would recommend someone do right, right out, out of the out gate, of the gate. Yeah. because at the same time, what happens when you acquire that property, when you get, you know, when you get possession of it, you still need to rent it. And those there's there's fundamentals that you need to understand before you take a property and you decide to, you know, turn it into an investment property. Um, so you still need to understand the basics of real estate investing, how to be a landlord, you know, what's a good deal. Um, you need to understand how am I going to finance this after the five years is up and five years is just an example, by the way. Um, you need yeah. to have a good understanding of like what you're going to do with it and what's your exit strategy. Because what I hate to see is like a brand new real estate investor, you know, take, Barry and Donna's course and get really good at finding deals like this. And then they don't know what they're doing and then they fail, you know, 
And the reason I say this is because, you know, there's sellers on the other end that are relying on you to be an expert. And, you know, you have a responsibility to make sure that you uphold your obligations of that agreement. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but, you know, when Gabby and I were getting into it, you know, we had, I think, three properties at that time. And uh, so we had a little bit of experience with, you know, being investors and we had a little bit of experience with, um, we were know, rain members. We so were, we had the fundamentals. We had education. Yeah. We were part of a, a network. Um, we surrounded ourselves with other people that, you know, um, that could help us. Um, but once I learned, it, it took me a little while and, and I'll admit, like I was, I, I have a hard time understanding things until I understand them 100%. I, if I'm at 90%, I won't do it. I, I, I don't, something I struggle with personally is that until I fully understand something, I, I don't know. It's, it's like, I'll be at 99% understanding and I'll still be like, what? <laughs> uh, so it did take me a little while until I actually really grasped what was going on, um, the mechanics of it behind the scenes. But once I figured it out, it was just like h- huge light bulb. And mm-hmm. I went all in on it and I was just locking up deals left, right and center. I didn't close all the deals. Um, but you know, I think in the next two years, I think I had locked up like 20 something agreement for sales under contract. Like I got it, yeah. I got it, I had it figured out and I knew how to find them. And that's the next thing too, is you need to have, uh, you need to understand where to find these properties and, and how to, to, how to find sellers that can benefit from it. Yeah. Which yeah. was actually a question here in the comments. <clears throat> why um, would somebody do that? Yeah. Cody, Cody in the comments says, why would the seller do this? Is there no other option for them? Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. When There's they don't no have any options. other options. So yeah, maybe they don't have equity um, to be able to pay a realtor to sell. Like there's tons. There's tons. Yeah. You, you just need to establish as an entrepreneur, what you need to do is you need to find problems and offer solutions, right? So you need to find a problem that a seller would have where this, this solution would solve. Mm-hmm. solve and it's it. always, always playing for win-win, never about taking advantage of anybody. Yeah, it's not a. It's not about convincing someone to to sell by way of agreement for sale, so that you could benefit. Yeah. You know what I mean? If like, they if they have better options, and that's the thing that I love about this and and about what Barry and Donna teach is that it is always for win win. And if the seller does have a better option, you should let them know yeah. <laughs> that they have a better option. But that if that option doesn't work out, that you're here to help them. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten. Um, they're just going to really like you because you've been a really great person and they're going to want to come and do that agreement mm-hmm. for sale with you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not nine times out of 10, but it happens often. And um, I, I can't remember exactly what your initial question was, but I made a note to, to, to share almost like a case study. And I think I'm going to share a case study in a minute here, but I just wanted to see if you had any other questions, kind of follow up questions to that before I, before I share that story. No, my, well, I guess my follow-up question was just how do you find them? Um, but we can always Take dive into that another time. <laughs> yeah, oh, really I, I, really, yeah. I really, really want to. I just, at the moment, I don't have any holidays, and that's a day mm. that I'm, I'm up here. Oh. So I'm feeling well, they, a little cold, cold coming yeah. on, I guess. Um, Barry and Donna also have um, 
home study kits. Yep. So you can, uh, I actually, I posted a link in the um, Podbean chat here with uh, a link directly to the AFS um, workshop on September 24th. Mm -hmm. But if you go to barrymaguire.ca, they have all sorts of home study kits and there is an AFS home study. So yep. you get full recording of one of the previous courses and then kind of like um, all of the documents and yeah. program materials to go through. So you oh, can perfect. kind of, yeah, mm -hmm. dive in and yeah. And for those of you that have been on the fence about joining the master's mentorship program, um, this AFS home study kit is actually part of the master's mm -hmm. mentorship program. So yeah. you get full access to this for free, um, as well as all their other home study kits, rent to own, uh, wholesaling and assignments, uh, joint ventures, uh, and then the booster pack as well, which covers joint ventures, options and fix and flips. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you do join the, if you're thinking about joining the master's mentorship program, just keep in mind, you get all that for free as part of it. So yeah. that's, yes. that's another option as well. Um, it's, it's part of our program because like I, what we want is our, our master's mentorship program. We, we want to focus on the actual mentorship and the accountability and, and, taking and the action. planning and taking action. And in order for people to do that, they need to have education as well. So mm -hmm. if someone's interested in, in agreement for sales, we're going to tell them, okay, go into the you know, the, uh, the, the back, back there office, yeah. and, and go and watch the agreement for sale. Of mm -hmm. course it's right there. It's easy. So it's, it's almost like a one-stop shop rather than sending someone off to go and pay for another thousand dollar, $2,000 course. That's, I don't want anyone to spend any more money on top of our, our, our program. But yeah. that's uh that's just a side note I wanted to add in there, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to answer your question as well. I'm going to just share a story, but I'm just going to let you go. That way we can get our audio back on, uh, on uh, the right levels. But thank you so much for calling in, Brett. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for answering my question. No worries, buddy. So uh, how do you how do you find them? Um, you can Oh, now I got to pull my mic away. I you got to let us know how the, the audio is doing now. I'm pulling my <laughs> mic away. Um, so finding them, what you need to do is uh, you can do for sale by owners. If you've ever heard of Fizbo's, uh, go on Kijiji or go on uh, Facebook Marketplace or Drive the Streets. Drive the Streets. If you see a sign that says for sale by owner, um, typically someone who ha is trying to sell by themselves, um, they, they, they normally have some form of motivation uh, to do that. And if you can identify a problem that they have where the agreement for sale strategy would solve that problem, then that's, that's fantastic. That's great. Um, then you can offer it to them. As well, I mean, you can you can try offering it to people on like the MLS. It just gets really complicated. Um, if you see a, a, a listing, you know, uh, for sale and you ask your realtor to go ask their realtor to ask the seller, um, it's, it's unless your realtor and the other realtor understand it, uh, your message will not, you know, necessarily make it to the seller the way that you intended. Uh, so it's in my opinion that it's very difficult to do when, when dealing with properties that are on the MLS. Uh, so normally I would like to deal with sellers directly. Uh, another way is uh, finding tired landlords. Tired landlords is a, another great place where someone just, uh, you know, maybe they had a house, they moved out and they bought another house. Uh, and uh, they, they kept their original house or for some reason, maybe it was because they, uh, they couldn't sell the other house. Maybe the market was, timing wasn't good. So they decided, okay, I'm going to be a landlord for this first house. And they tried landlording out and they had a bad tenant. Now these people are like, okay, we can't sell this house. I don't want to be a landlord anymore. I just want out. 
And that's the magic words right there, right? Yeah. I just want out. And see, that's the type of person where you can come in and be like, hey, how about I take this thing off your hands? How about I take over your payments for you? Um, I'll take control of the property. I'll take it right now. You don't have to pay another penny. I'll cover the property taxes and everything else. I'll take care of the property. And then you can just, you can walk away and we'll close at a later date. So there's a great scenario right there where someone is, you know, and motivated to sell. I don't like using the word desperate because desperate implies that it's not a win-win. Yeah. Um, they really do need your help and you come in and provide a solution. And, you know, by that solution, um, that also creates a win for you because um, in a lot of those scenarios, you know, sellers don't necessarily require a down payment, right? Or a very small down payment is required. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our agreement for sales have all been zero money down. Mm-hmm. All of them. We've even had a seller pay down their mortgage further in order to give it to us to the price that we needed. We had a seller pay $5,000 for us to take their property. Yeah. Right. And that agreement for sale was 10 years. Mm-hmm. A 10 year still agreement sitting for sale. On it. We're still on it right now. Yeah. Um, they agreed to carry their mortgage for 10 years to, at a nice low interest rate. So um, these deals are definitely out there. You just, you, once you, take the course and you get a good understanding of, of the mechanics of it and how it works and how to answer the questions of this, of the concerns that the sellers have, and then also how to market for them. Um, once you get a good understanding of it, it is it's an amazing way to, to add properties to your portfolio. Mm-hmm. That, that, and I tell, I say it all the time. That's exactly how we did it. Yeah. We used it as a, as a stepping stone yeah. uh, for us to get to the next level, to start putting some cash in our pocket. You know, well, and then also implementing other strategies like wholesaling as well. Yeah. And I also think that um, a, a, the big, I think the biggest impact for us was, yeah, putting, you know, cash in our pocket. But the biggest thing was that um, we were at a point where we just simply didn't have any other resources. So we had to to obtain properties with little to no money down. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, we showed people look at this new property we got oh look at this new rental we got look at like this branding branding and building trust and showing people we were gaining experience that's what people wanted to see they wanted to see that we didn't just have a property and then asking for their money to buy more they wanted to see that we were experienced and we showed them through acquiring properties with little to no money down that um we knew what we were talking what we were talking about yeah yeah look at all these properties we have yeah. that we're managing all these rentals, but rent to own tenants in most of them. Like, you know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. um, it was the branding of it and, and building trust through acquiring those properties that had the biggest impact for us. Then all of a sudden, yeah, okay, I'll do a joint venture with you. Yeah. And it started rolling in. Yeah. That's, then um, we didn't need to do them anymore because we had people who wanted to give us their money to buy properties. It's, uh, I wonder if I want to go down this rabbit hole, but you know, that was one of the, it's a, it's a valuable lesson in there that Gabby just said. Um, and I hope you guys took note of it is that um, I never, we never look at things one dimensionally. Okay. We never looked at just agreement for sales as a, as a way to acquire properties, to build wealth and to build up more equity. I mean, that was part of it. What I wanted to do is I had a goal of, of having a million dollars worth of equity in 10 years. Okay. So when I acquire a property like that first one or the second one, whichever, um, when I looked at it, let's, let's use that one example, that 10 year uh, agreement for sale. I looked at what the mortgage pay down was going to be 
and how much equity I was going to accumulate over that next 10 years. And I guesstimated it was somewhere in the range of a hundred and something, a hundred and something thousand. So when I looked at that, I looked at it, I'm like, okay, hundred, let's say a hundred thousand. And my goal in the next 10 years is to accumulate $1 million worth of equity. Well, that's 10% of my goal. Okay. I'm going to take this deal on because that is 10% of my goal over the next 10 years. Perfect. But how else am I benefiting from this? Right? I'm not just looking at it one dimensionally. I want to see how else am I benefiting from this? Well, this is also great social media content. Mm -hmm. right? This is great social media content to show people that I now I've got another property. Whereas before I'm like, where am I going to, how am I going to get my next property? Well, now I've got another property and we're going to document the shit out of it. Right. And people get to see that. So they get to see, wow, these guys are buying properties, you know, mom and dad or auntie, you know, whoever is, you know, looking at this and thinking to themselves like before they were like, eh, I'd like to see them buy a few more properties first before I consider investing with them. But now they see that we're actually doing it. Right. And as well, another another um, way to look at it is that, you know, we were doing creative deals. And by doing creative deals, that also boosted our our influence and our branding within the investor community as well. Mm -hmm. Right? People are, other investors are also taking notice of seeing, wow, these guys are doing agreement for sales. I took the same course, but I'm struggling with that. So now our brand in the investor community is getting a huge boost as well because people are seeing, a, oh, I want to go talk to Wayne and Gabby because they clearly know how to do agreement for sales, right? So that's another way to look at it. And then lastly, you know, I, the, the last way that we looked at it is, is that when we got that agreement for sale, then we also had a, we had a property that we could market for joint ventures. Yes. Right? So when people reached out to us and said that they wanted to invest in real estate, you know, but they couldn't qualify for a mortgage, we could say, well, actually, we've got a property right here and you can partner on it and you don't have to bring any mortgage qualifying. We just got to bring the money. Right. So we had partners come in and they covered the reserve fund and the repairs. Maybe they didn't have the full 20% in mortgage financing to do the, you know, to do a, a traditional joint venture. Normally a joint venture would, would bring the 20% down, they'd bring the financing, right, um, with the mortgage. But if they only had $30,000, Maybe that was 10% down. Well, we can bring them in on this property here and they can, they could provide the reserve fund for it and any repairs that need to be done. Mm -hmm. So now I'm looking at this thing four dimensionally, right? Yeah. So never just look at it one dimensionally. Like when you look at an opportunity, you look at how many different ways can I benefit from this? Yeah. How do I get the, how do I squeeze out the most value out of this deal or this opportunity? And how do I ensure that it gets me closer to my goal as quickly as possible? And at that particular time, our goal early on was $1 million worth of equity in 10 years. My goal was at the end of the 10 years, I would sell all the properties and I would have $1 million in cash. And I take that $1 million and aggressively invest it into fix and flips and burrs for five years and turn that $1 million into $5 million. So at the 15th year, I would have $5 million in my bank account and I was just going to private lend it out at 10% average yearly, yearly average. And that would pay me $500,000 a year. And I get to keep my $5 million. I'd live off of $500,000 and I'd just be a happy little duck. Super simple, right? <coughs> that was, the, that was the original plan. And then uh, obviously some things changed and for, for the better, actually, we, 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 we realized as we started progressing that, um, 
it was actually a lot easier than what we thought. And we started getting more growth uh, faster. And uh, so we changed our plans a little bit and we started new businesses and we're actually doing, you know, we're on a much better path now. But um, I just want to give you guys a little bit of a perspective as to, to how we use the agreement for sale strategy to help us, you know, help us grow faster yeah. and help us help us when we had a whole heck of a lot of excuses, right? We had a whole lot of, we had a whole lot of what ifs. We had a whole lot of, uh, Oh, that's easy for you. You know, a whole lot of that kind of talk going on. And, and, and we were really concerned just like, I know a lot of you guys are once you hit your third or fourth property, when you have, you have no joint venture opportunities or prospects, sorry. And you have, um, you have no money left and, or maybe you run out of mortgage, um, mortgage ability, and uh, I, I get it. We've all been there, but it's courses like this and strategies like this that can really help you help you grow quickly. Yeah, for sure. And it definitely changed the trajectory of of our lives and of our investing careers. And had we not done that, who we wouldn't who, be here. Yeah, like oh, legit. We tell Barry and Donna all the time. <laughs> There's, there's no, there's no disputing it. Yeah. We would not be here on this podcast today. Yeah. Right. Cause I, t- I talked to you about like looking at it, you know, four dimensionally there. Yeah. Part of that was growing our brand as investors in the investor community. Yeah. And had I not, and had I only, I, I probably, we probably would have bought a few more properties. Mm-hmm. We probably would have begged and is groveled the right word. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like begged people and cried to get more money and more joint venture partners. I would have, because, you know, I, I would have gotten the money. Yeah. Um, I would have stolen it. Would have. <laughs> I, would have I would have found the money and I would have bought a few more properties. But, you know, what, five or six rental properties? Like, how, how am I, how am I going to reach my goals with that? Yeah. It's, it's very impressive, but. Um, in order to reach, you know, this status or in order to reach the status where you want to leave your job or you want to, um, be a figure in the investor community to help others, you know, you need to do more, you need to do significantly more. Um, so we, we, we had to get creative, right. And, and creative strategies are, are a great way to get you to that next level. 100%. Um, Gabby just reminded me. Just leave me a note that there is a code for Barry's course in September. Um, I don't have it though. <laughs> but like legit, uh, and this wasn't planned or anything, Gabby just remembered, but they have uh, an early bird discount uh, that is expiring on Friday and it's 50% off. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Where's that wow. side effect? <laughs> yeah, it's it's 50% off. So uh, I, I feel like if you're serious about it, um oh brett's got it afs early bird afs early bird there you go um highly recommend it i mean 50 percent off is just doesn't get better than that (laughs) yeah absolutely and um so that course um in uh in september there um gabby and i will actually be there as well Um, we're part of the focus team there so it's something i'm i'm really passionate about uh is is helping others with with this strategy and with with all strategies but Agreement for sales kind of got like a little place in my heart because um, it, it was a big, it was a big piece of the puzzle for us. Yeah. And uh, you know what, if, if we're talking like puzzle terms, I would, I would consider AFS like the corner pieces. 
Yeah, they were definitely the corner pieces. You, you can't get started without the corner pieces, right? Yeah. I I just sorry I popped onto the um, website to check out that fifty percent discount code and holy moly, so like how much in savings? This is, is crazy. Well, the course is fourteen hundred dollars, just under fourteen hundred dollars. So you can take this AFS course, which is an incredible course to take that can change the trajectory of your lives and of your investing for $700. That's I, wild. I honestly, I'm going to be sending a message to Donna here in a minute and I'm going to tell her to raise her price. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. So Wayne, when we took the course, I think it was about the same price. I think it was 1400 bucks or something like that. But we, more. But, but we both paid that. Yeah, true. Like each. True. So we forked out on a credit card, which we couldn't afford about three grand or, or possibly more if it was more than that. Yep. And we paid that off with our first deal and plus more and have, yeah, just, I mean, I, I don't need to say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Changed everything. I, um, and I never got around to, uh, that's, that's the story I was actually going to share. That's the story that I was going to share the case study. Um, so it's seven Oh one. So don't get into a case study. I'm not right going now. to, I'm going to okay. save it for tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to make a note of it right now. Um, and if I forget guys, um, remind me tomorrow morning and I will cover that. And you know what? There's someone that emailed us last week with all these questions <laughs> and I'm going to get through them. I promise. Eventually. I promise I'm going to get through your questions. <laughs> um, I really wasn't expected to dive down this, uh, this hole, <laughs> uh, this hole today. Um, uh, on agreement for sales, but it's, it was a, it was a great hole. To, <laughs> to it was a great down. hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but really, th uh, thank you, Brett, for, for asking that question, for calling in and asking that question. It spurred a great conversation and a great opportunity yeah. um, to talk about the upcoming course and the incredible discount that's available to all of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it about wraps it up. Yeah. Okay, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have an awesome Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.